This is an essay written back in 1994 called Garage Sale Material. With only a couple of hours of daylight left, the temperature's holding out at 85. Typical of Iowa's humid summers, it feels 10 degrees hotter. Pointlessly, I flip on the vent in my 84 Chevrolet Cavalier wagon and push the temperature button over as if it could go any further left on cool. Hot air blows from the dashboard, and in disgust, I flip the switch back off again. It's the second time this week that I'm driving across Cedar Rapids to my parents' house. Three days ago, I returned my mother's casserole dish, filling it with buttermilk bran muffins I hoped they would eat. My sons watch familiar neighborhoods whiz by, this route as familiar to them now as it is to me. Keaton, my three-year-old, sitting on the front passenger seat, wearily lays his warm, damp head on his small arm extended out his window. The breeze blows his bangs straight up at attention above his forehead, parting them slightly off-center. Jordan, my eight-year-old, sits quietly in the back seat, sweating and studying a cash register receipt he found among the litter on the floorboard. Softly, he begins to mumble out loud to himself the groceries we bought at Randall's last Tuesday, trying to decipher the abbreviations like KFT Mayo 16OZ. I'm beginning to doubt my decision to help my parents clean their basement, though I'm the one who encouraged them to do so, enticing them with an offer to have the garage sale at my house. I'm convinced they possess a wealth of garage sale material, knowing that my parents have been pack-ratting things down there for 30 years. They're convinced now, too, hoping to make enough money to take a trip. It's Sunday, and Jeff is fishing. The boys and I had nothing else planned, and I'm getting sick of my dark house and air conditioning. I breathe in deep, letting hot air back out with a noisy sigh, cursing under my breath this old car that's empty of Freon. Within ten minutes, we're pulling into their driveway. Not wanting to lose my muffler, I turn in slowly up over the slab of cement at the bottom and begin the crawl straight up the gravel drive. Recent rains have created deep ruts and exposed medium-sized rocks, now embedded strategically like landmines, threatening to rip a hole in the bottom of my car. This driveway's been both a curse and a blessing. Leading us away from busy Mount Vernon Road, it discourages trick-or-treaters and annoys the paper boy. It deters door-to-door -door salesmen, but greets friends and family, despite its rough exterior. It takes my brothers and sisters far away to other states, and then brings them back home again. Approaching the top of the hill, I squint into the sun, trying to make sense of what now waits for us at the top. My dad, staggering, hurries across my path, carrying what looks to be like an air conditioner. His face looks red and swollen. I park the car and jog over to help him, but as always, he says no, this time by shaking his head. He shakes his head instead of answering because the weight of what he's carrying is so heavy he cannot speak. Looking back over to the house, I see two more air conditioners of similar size lined up, waiting for him to haul them away too. Realizing the magnitude of the job ahead of me, I feel sick to my stomach. The boys and I walk closer to the house, closer to the back door, where it is obvious my parents have been working all day. I'm aware of my mouth dropping as I look across the backyard, now completely covered with everything imaginable. As my stomach sinks, 
I wipe my open hand across my forehead, mentally taking a brief inventory of all I see. You'd think you could tell a lot about a family by their stuff. Just the amount of stuff should tell you something. Bookcases, wagon wheel bunk beds, file cabinets, and a broken trampoline are what I see first. The trampoline. I remember that trampoline, though I haven't seen it in 25 years. My father brought it home and set it up one summer afternoon in our side yard beneath a tall pine tree. We took turns jumping most of the afternoon when a neighbor Linda popped over to see what the commotion was about. Linda was overweight and large for her age, and it was her turn. Climbing up recklessly, ignoring our persistent pleas to go easy, she jumped, 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 crutch. A ragged hole tore through the center of the canvas, the sound echoing off the side of the house. Linda scampered quickly home, and the trampoline was carried promptly to the basement by my dad and brothers, where it was leaned up against the wall, forever untouched. So here is the trampoline, resurrected, and brought out into the light and air, like an ancient sunken ship. I meander through the stuff, lamps, chairs, vases, a coat rack, and milk cans. Trophies, hiking boots, and a movie projector sit on top of an old trunk that I remember sat in the girls' room for years. Moving the things off the top, I anxiously lift the heavy lid, knowing it contains our childhood. My mother emerges from the depths, and together, along with my dad, who has just returned, we begin to pull the heap out. The three of us are surprised that there's nothing really unique in the trunk, nothing that we scream and laugh about, hug close, or barely remember. A dusty skirt, a doll we swear we've never seen before, notebook paper with insignificant scrawls we cannot identify, Katie's smashed black patent leather shoe, its bow hanging by a thread. My mother pulls out Molly's dull white purse, which we open to discover a holy card and pressed flower from my grandmother's funeral in 1972. But other than that, it could be anyone's stuff. I look closer now at the things around me. Window blinds, a broken clock, three left football cleats, adding machines, a sewing machine, a coffee grinder and cedar chest. I look hard, over and over, looking for the faces of my seven brothers and sisters and my parents, looking for that one object that will bring back those totally wonderful years. Cooking pots, pool cues, a pear picker, and school books. Nothing to remember, nothing worth keeping. All of it perfect garage sale material. From my walk-in closet, this is Mary. Stay tuned, and thank you for listening.